Welcome everyone to FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm your host, Aaron White, and this week I have a couple of new reviews for you. Here on FF Plus, the format is pretty straightforward. I'll always talk about what I liked, what I didn't like. I'll give you a recommendation about whether I think a film is worth your time and money. That's it. Simple, short, and spoiler-free. First up is Infinite Storm from Bleecker Street. It stars Naomi Watts, Billy Howell, Dennis O'Hare, and Parker Sawyers. It is directed by Magor Sada Zumalska and is written by Joshua Rollins and based on the life of Pamela Bales. What's it about? While ascending New Hampshire's Mount Washington, an experienced climber decides to turn back before she reaches the summit as a blizzard is approaching. But on her way down, she encounters a lone, stranded man and takes it upon herself to get them both off the mountain before nightfall arrives and they succumb to the storm. Now, the first thing you need to know about Infinite Storm is that it is based on a true story, as I mentioned, the life of this hiker named Pamela Bales. It takes place over a single day, and the film does mostly the same. Pam was a hiker, a mom, a nurse, and also a part of her local rescue team. So she was someone that was very well trained and she was actually in real life during this event, she was going on a training hike. I like the way that the film kind of sets this up. It shows that she is prepared. She has extra food. She starts to go up the mountain in incredibly nice weather. She's even wearing like a tank top. You know, by the time she gets up there, the weather has changed drastically and she has to deal with these blizzard-like conditions, but she was prepared for that. And it really does go to show someone who knew what they were doing and how things could have gone very differently had she not brought with her the things that she did. While she's getting set up to go on the mountain, it, it, the whole movie is, it's kind of boring. I, I don't know how to say this in a less kind of, I feel like it's almost offensive to say that about a real life rescue mission, but there's nothing particularly interesting or special about the way it's shown. It's something we've seen dozens of times. I mean, heck, Naomi Watts herself, she survived King Kong, then she survived a tsunami, and now here she is surviving a blizzard on a mountain. Once the survival aspect kicks in, she meets this man that she names John, and it's just a whole lot of her yelling John, ordering commands, and struggling to get him to help her because he is very resistant of her help. He's kind of out of it, and she's got to get him down the mountain safely, which she does. It's a true story, guys. It's all about the experience that she goes through. It's not about whether or not she succeeds. The things that I really found lacking here, the stuff on the mountain is okay. While she's in the act of trying to perform the rescue, get down safely, the photography is not bad. There's one particular thing that I like about it where the director chooses to show us a view through Pam's POV in which the screen color changes orange and it goes into first person. And so it's like you're looking through the goggles like Pam is. And it's kind of interesting to see the outside kind of view, a normal shot where it's dark and it's snowing like crazy and it's chaos. And then to go inside and see what it would look like from the hiker's eyes. So while she's coming down the mountain, it's 
somewhat interesting at times. The thing is that there's nothing particularly harrowing about it in the sense that you would maybe expect compared to other stories of this kind. You know, they fall down and stumble here and there. They have to deal with frozen rivers and hypothermia and trying to fend that off. But there's no major events that make this incredible outside of the fact that this man would have died had she not gone out of her way to go go find him because she stumbles upon his footprints and save him. And so I found it to be lacking in the thing that it was trying to present to us, which is a harrowing and you know really suspenseful story of life-saving measures. The other thing that kind of, I think, sinks it for me is that I did look up the true story, and they take a lot of liberties here, and they kind of try to make this about more than it is. There's a really intriguing ending to how this story plays out, which I'm not going to tell you, and I think that you should look it up if you do see the movie, because it happens differently in the film. And while it sort of gets across the same point. I think it's a very different message that is being sent. They give Pam, the character, something that she's dealing with, some trauma that she can kind of relate to this person. And so it's meant to try and humanize her experience more. But honestly, what more do you need? She's on a mountain. She could have come down by herself but she took the time to go explore and see if someone else needed help, and she provided it. But she's also a rescue hiker. Like, she's supposed to do that. That's what she's been trained to do. And so, yes, it's an incredible act that she accomplished, and she saved a life, and that's awesome. But there's just something lacking in this one compared to other type of survival stories for me. And the photography, while good, there's nothing shockingly beautiful about this one either from a landscape perspective. And that would have been the other things that I would have maybe, you know, been able to kind of lose myself in the nature aspect of it. But it's a lot of it at night and dark and hard to see and because it's stormy, you know, it's a blizzard. And anyway, I, you know, it just didn't really work for me that great. The film will be in theaters on March 25th. I say completely skip it. There's no way in the world I would tell you to go see this in a theater. I don't particularly think it's worth watching at home either. I think it is one of the rare movies that I will tell you straight up. Just don't waste your time on. The other film we have is called The Lost City from Paramount Pictures. It stars Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, Daniel Radcliffe, Brad Pitt, Divine Joy Randolph, Oscar Nunez, Patty Harrison, and Bowen Yang. It is directed by Aaron and Adam Nee. And it is also written by Aaron and Adam Nee, as well as Oren Uziel and Dana Fox, from a story conceived by Seth Gordon. What's it about? Loretta Sage is a dissatisfied middle-aged author who writes romance adventure novels centered around a fictional hero named Dash, who is portrayed by dim-witted cover model Alan Caprison. While on tour with Alan to promote her new book, Loretta is kidnapped by Abigail Fairfax an eccentric billionaire who believes that the lost city in Loretta's new book is real and that she knows where it is. Alan, despite having no survival skills, goes off to rescue her. Now, the first thing that 
you're going to hear about this movie in probably almost every review is that it has a resemblance to the 80s film Romancing the Stone, which is a very good movie. I enjoy the heck out of it. I love, love, love the adventure genre, the treasure hunting genre, the exploration genre. These are my kind of movies. I adore them. And I got to tell you, yes, okay, so they both feature a romance novelist who finds themselves in this setting of an, an actual adventure. This one's a little different, okay? It's not, doesn't quite play out the same way, but the comparison makes sense and they do share some DNA because they're both sort of romance adventure comedies. The thing about The Lost City is it really leans into the comedy. And for me, this is one of the better comedies I've seen in years. I'm very picky about my comedy, but you put it in a setting like this, the writing, it's really, really snappy and witty. And frankly, Channing Tatum is just absolute aces at delivering the comedy, both from a physical standpoint and just his line readings as this complete oaf of a guy who is trying to rescue his girl that he clearly has feelings for. And she doesn't know that. And he doesn't know how to express that because they are complete opposites. Loretta, the author played by Sandra Bullock, is intelligent and she knows a lot about history and archaeology. She's formerly married and kind of recovering from a, a loss in that way. She's not been able to get herself and pick herself up and get out of that kind of very depressed state. And it's affected her writing. It's affected her relationships. She has an amazing manager played by Divine Joy Randolph. And I love the character. She's relentless in trying to help kind of trigger the actions to go and find Loretta. She seems like a really great balance between manager and friend. Reminded me a lot, honestly, of the same character that we saw kind of played in Marry Me. The manager in that film was almost unlike what I normally am used to seeing because typically those folks are not nearly as much of an actual friend character. They're more about worried the bigger picture. They are focused in on maybe money goals, etc. But these two characters, both in Marry Me and Lost City, the managers worked out really well for me. Patty Harrison plays a kind of a social media manager, also similar to the one in Marry Me, who's been hired to kind of boost the profile of Loretta Sage because she's been such a hermit and they need to get her back in the public eye because she's got this new book to sell and this new book tour to go on. Patty Harrison's hilarious and I can't wait to see what she does next. She's not in it a lot, but my goodness, every kind of moment that she's there, every joke is laugh out loud funny. And that's really the key to this whole thing, I think, is the humor it drives it. The action's kind of fun. It's solid. If you've seen the trailer, you know Brad Pitt's in it. So you get you get to see a, a, some of that happen. And Channing Tatum, he really does such a great job of selling you on him not being capable, which is hard to do because we've watched him in action movies where he's a military guy. And yet in this movie, you completely buy in to the fact that he would not be a good fighter and he would have problems trying to go out on his own and rescue someone in a jungle 
who was kidnapped to try and find this lost city. The villain in the film, Abigail Fairfax, that's played by Daniel Radcliffe, is really great. He is very classic kind of mustache twirly villainy. He's chewing up scenery. I love that they're not the main focus of the story for a lot of the runtime. I mean, they're there when they need to be to drive the plot along and to provide a couple of you know, fun moments. But for the most part, this is really about the characters Loretta and Alan and their relationship as they end up out there in the jungle trying to survive this situation. It's their chemistry between Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum. That is what makes this engine go. So you have that, you have just relentlessly funny from start to finish. The whole theater was cracking up out loud all the time. The pacing is perfect. It doesn't ever really drop off. There's no moments in the film where I thought, okay, can we move it along? Or this could have been cut. Or why do we have to add this in here? I think that they really understood the editing of it. And they must have gone through a, a bunch of different test screenings to get this right. But it totally worked because everything felt in its place. And even when we got little snippets away from our main characters, they were just long enough to give a break. And then we were right back with them, moving things along and getting more of that great, sweet hilarious kind of occasionally not I would never say it's vulgar but there's definitely a lot of innuendo that comes into play the film was actually named originally the last city of d that's the name of the city in the book and as you can imagine there is quite a bit of sexual kind of innuendo that comes from just the title of it that city alone it's really funny is all I'm going to say is the way that it gets delivered is hilarious throughout the film I liked this a lot. I thought it was a fantastic action, romance, adventure movie, comedy. I mean, it's really hit all the notes for me. And it comes out in theaters on March 25th, and I highly, highly recommend it. I think this is a movie that a lot of people are going to have a blast seeing it in a theater with a bunch of other people. And it's a movie that I'm already excited to see again. It's one that I'm going to want to own and watch multiple times. It's inspired me. I want to go back and rewatch Romancing the Stone and The Jewel of the Nile, its sequel again as well, just because I love this genre. I mean, at one point I was going to have a whole podcast dedicated to this type of films because I love them so much. And I was a little let down by recent entry in Jungle Cruise that did not quite do it for me in the way that I was hoping. But my goodness, this is just... Such a breath of fresh air, and I'm really happy to have this movie. Channing Tatum, man, telling you, his comedic chops, and he dances. Of course he dances, because that's what he does. Well, as I mentioned, it's in theaters on March 25th, and I definitely recommend getting out to see this one for sure. Now, before I go, I wanted to let you know, I got a message from a Feelin' Film contributor recently. He's a former guest named J.B. Huffman. He's starting a new podcast. It's called Manly Movies. And the goal is to have a bunch of guys get together, talk about some of their favorite movies and the lessons that they can teach us about being a man. It's set to launch on March the 31st, and the first episode will feature another familiar guest, Don Shanahan from Every Movie Has a Lesson and Cinephile Hissy Fit Podcast. They'll be talking about Field of Dreams. 
The RSS feed for Manly Movies podcast is already up, so you can just search Manly Movies in your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. You can also be sure to follow him on Twitter at ManlyMovies1. Well, that's it for this week on FF+. Plus. Hopefully, I've given you some information that helps in your decision-making. If you do see any of the films that I've discussed, please let me know. You can reach out on Twitter, on Repod. We have a community there. We have the Feel and Film Facebook discussion group. All those links are in the show notes of every episode for you to find. Also, if you're enjoying the show, please take the time to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your platform of choice. It does help us out quite a bit. Patrick and I will be doing a full episode on The Lost City coming up this weekend. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling filled.